This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn about how they built successful businesses and their personal brand. I am your host, Dave Antel. Today, I am overjoyed to welcome Jason Harper as my guest. Jason is the CEO of RxA, and he himself is a data scientist, a storyteller, and a guide. We're going to learn more about that. Over the past 20 years, Jason has helped usher in the area of the era of big data and analytics we are living in today. Before founding RxA, Jason ran analytics for a division of Ford. Examples of Jason's work can be found in the Wall Street Journal, MIT Technology Review, and more. Jason, great to have you on the show. Hey, Dave, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. So uh, tell me about RxA. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys help companies do? <clears throat> well, we're a... Um consider ourselves an applied artificial intelligence company. So really our focus is on helping companies take advantage of all of the kind of headlines you're reading about AI and big data and all this great new technology and the you know billions and trillions of dollars of investment um, and research that's pouring into it. We're trying to help companies today take advantage of all that stuff really fast. So we're trying to stay out in front of the curve as to what's coming but also know what's available now and how can we put this together to help companies really use, um, you know, and get uh, all of the great benefit that we're, we're kind of reading about in the, in the headlines. Yeah, cool. Good. I want to dig into that in a minute, but first I want to go back in time a little bit and learn a little bit about you and what was your, what was your first job in marketing and advertising world? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, what, what started it all was, uh, Back in uh, 1999, I met um, Amy Evans, who uh, was, uh, I think, uh, dating or maybe going to marry this guy, John Behrman, who uh, went on to start um, Beyond Interactive. So that was a, uh agency, digital ad agency based in Ann Arbor that I think John started uh, in like one of his B-school classes back in mm-hmm. the late 90s. So I, uh, I met them and kind of changed plans from being a... Uh, financial analyst or an accountant uh, to saying, oh, like, this, you guys look like a lot more fun than this other thing I've been doing. There's and, much better uh, parties in the marketing and advertising world. Yeah, significantly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the parties weren't necessarily limited to at night either. It was, you know, I went in for my interview and it's like people had 40s on their desks and I'm like, nice. what in the world? Um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I started there in uh, 2000, January-ish of 2000, and uh, started analyzing uh, GoTo.com was, I think, some of the first ad campaigns mm. I was I was looking at pre-Google. Well, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, just a shout out to the Beyond Interactive. They there are a ton of people in the industry who have Beyond Interactive on their resume. So that was a, a launching, a breeding ground for a lot of folks in the digital ad space these days. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a crazy, like, unbelievable, crazy time. Like, we worked our tails off, um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, an experience. Right. Right. So now, from beyond, how did you get involved in the data AI side of things? Was that right out of the gate, or did you kind of work mm-hmm. yourself into that? Um, well, when I started there, uh, I joined on their marketing optimization team. So this was. 
you know, doing data science um, back in, you know, 2000 on these marketing campaigns, all digital marketing campaigns. And so it was really basic, you know, we were just doing a lot of Excel-based reporting, everything. I, I became like, you know, a VBA expert um, huh. and crazy pivot tables and V lookups and, you know, all of the, you know, <clears throat> the joys of being an Excel wizard. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was really, that was really the start of it. And, you know, I, uh, I felt, you know, that we could probably do more than equations in Excel. And so I, from there decided to pursue academically, um, statistics. So I <clears> went back to school and did a master's in applied economics and econometrics and was like, Ooh, how can I, I want to take this stuff and apply that to the digital data and then, and then just kind of see what happens. I guess it was more right. of a curiosity. Right, right. And then you, you pursued that on the agency side and then you went to, you know, went to work at Ford. So tell me, tell me about that. Sure. Well, I mean, even, um, I mean, even prior to Ford, um, I had, I did, as you said, so the agency side, so ton of time over at, uh, in the WPP world. And then where we met, uh, yep. in the Omnicom land, uh, the organic, uh, which hopefully we get to talk about that. Um, yeah. but I did, I did a layover, uh, at the client side at, uh, GoDaddy. Um, <clears throat> so I went out to work at, uh, in their headquarters out in Arizona, uh, for a while. And I was the, uh, um, really the only statistician, uh, in the mm. company at that time, this was back in like 2005, I want to say, and I, I focused uh, there trying to figure out, um, you know, this was, they were a larger company then, but mainly call center. I mean, the corporate team was, you know, I don't know, 100 people or less. And so mm. we got, I worked directly with like uh, Barb and Bob, if you're familiar with the GoDaddy world. Yeah, and yeah. they were asking me questions like, we're spending all this money on ESPN. What are we getting? Mm. And, you know, our ads are running at 3.38 a.m., Right. It's like, what are we getting for that? Can those be working? Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we did a ton of work kind of in and around, um, you know, the, uh, like data aggregation at the time was very manual process too. This was before any, every, you know, this was all like we had all of our servers and I had to like kind of learn that environment, but, you know, being able to piece it together to, to figure out like, you know, one of the things I, one of the things I learned there was like, holy crap, Howard Stern really works. <laughs> like unbelievable like it just like it you knew like you could predict how much we were going to make when we were on Howard and mm. you know it was you know those were the types of things that when though that was really one of the first like true like real media mix media attribution type things that I like I was doing myself mm. and looking at mm -hmm. right and so that that was I spent a couple of years there really understanding how media expenditures, you know, from a, you know, wherever, online, offline, everything can really drive the business. And that's, that's to me where the, my roots really kind of mm. took hold, I would say. Right, right, right. And then when we met at Organic, you were doing some really incredible stuff with that, with, with analytics and econometrics and building models to predict sales and media mix. So tell me about that. Cause I think that that's a, that's fascinating. It's, Going back to 2008, seemed like that's mm -hmm. the first time that that was really explored in the in the media business, in the digital media business. Yeah, we <clears throat> we got out in front of that one uh, pretty good. I mean, that was where that was one of those things where just you know the the stars aligned. You know, yeah. we had this perfect mix of we had 
clients who needed us. We had incredible support from the agency, um, and then we had we were able to put together a great team. Uh, mm. So, I mean, though, that's really, I mean, it's you know, it's I feel really lucky, right? So we had you know folks like yourself on the account team, right, helping make sure that we had the right audience, right? Because we were at the time, you know digital and we we're an analytics group at the digital agency of record mm-hmm. for these large companies like you know chrysler you know that's one that got us written up in the wall street journal right like that's where we you know we as this little you know kind of newly formed practice like when i started we there was no analytics group at organic there was we were you know i was hired in as a digital strategist and yeah. you know we were able to kind of pull that out and we had some you know great uh great leadership uh not that I'm biased, you know, but folks <laughs> like, you know, Marita Scarfi and Steve Kerho who saw the vision of like, hey, let's, you know, there's something here, you know, Jason, we're going to support yep. you in this. And so we pulled out the team and, you know, that's where, you know, we were able to sit and go, hey, Chrysler, you know, one of the first um, recommendations we made was actually like, don't spend some money. Mm. Right. So like, this was one of the things I think kind of helped put us on the map where, you have your agency coming to you saying, "Hey, this," and I want to say it was like sixty million dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it, we're not talking we're not talking reallocation. We're talking you need to actually save this because you're not going to get the return on this that's needed to justify it. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of like the first thing that I think put us on the map. And then we were able to to do from there was to really help them help them understand using digital signals, so using that consumer's digital behavioral data, I think website traffic and lead mm-hmm. submissions and um, you know, th- things of that nature, how we could take that and help them figure out, like, how many how many cars are we really going to sell with this campaign, yeah. right? And then how can we optimize, like, our TV spend to make sure we hit our sales goals in real time? And so this was us using those digital metrics, and this is before anything was connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we were literally running this on... You know, we had some old QA machines that were left over that we <laughs> stitched together under one of our developers' desks, right? I mean, and that was, you know, that was kind of the spirit of organic was like, you know, they gave us, you know, I think they really gave us the opportunity and then we had the right mindset and the right people to, um, you know, to, to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was some good times. And, you know, the client really learned to lean on you know, the digital agency to to help them determine what they should do. And I, I remember sitting in meetings with them where they would always ask, you know, what does what what do the models tell us? And, you know, even with the the, the, the traditional media media agency, they would they would look to you and say, you know, what do the models tell us we should do? So that was a real breakthrough on the, you know, getting the client to lean on lean on uh, lean on you and your team to to help them. And that was that was a great yeah, that was a great time. So that's you know, that was you know that was an interesting time on the agency side. And then, and now, you know, what was your motivation to, to founding, you know, RXA and kind of taking this on, taking this on the road yourself? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great, yeah. So it's, it's part of it, quite frankly, is trying to rekindle what we had at organic. Um, It's just so much fun. Uh, You know, I did after, you know, the, uh, I left organic not for any reason other than I just needed to be home a little more. So building this group that we had put together, right, was um, amazing. Um, but then running it when we ended up on, you know, multiple continents and I was mm-hmm. traveling 150,000 miles a year 
and you know, just sort of like, ha, okay, I need a break yeah. after five years of this. Right, um, right. So that's where I found myself at Ford. Um, you know, and I it was sort of the same thing where I came into this division where we ran, uh, where I was came in as digital strategy, and they didn't have an analytics practice, and so was able to kind of do a similar thing where created analytics group, started bringing in all my friends, and you know, built up this thing, and then you know, kind of kind of got to the point where, um, you know, and this is my, my dirty little secret, uh, <laughs> Dave, is this, this is my dirty little secret of my success is just hiring, like, and surrounding myself with people who are way smarter yeah. than I am. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I've, I've had the, at Ford, I was able to put together this team of people who everything was covered and my role had really been reduced to, um, you know, giving presentations and sending emails. Mm-hmm. And that's, and you know, so no, no more data science, no more, um, you know, uh, uh, I, you know, the, the, uh, no more it kind of went into, yeah, it kind of <laughs> went into sustain mode, scale, let's grow this out, you know, at a giant global company and let's move slow. And, you know, when we want to shift from, you know, one BI platform to another, even though I chose the first one, I couldn't choose the second one because it was going to, you know, it's a year long process because it's big. And, yeah. you know, it kind of, for me, like, you know, also through this, you know, this was back in 2015, 2016, when I was starting to, you know, get the idea of RxA, it was sort of like, man, everybody's out there doing all this cool stuff. And I'm just, I have budget, but I don't have, mm. you know, that, you know, I'm not able to be as nimble as I want, and I just, uh, you know, I, I, I went to, to, I was at some conference, and I remember talking to Jonathan, uh, one of the co-founders of RxA, about this, is that I'm at some conference, and I'm watching um, watching this kid up on stage talk about this cool analytics thing he's doing, and I'm going, holy cow, this kid is smart, and he's doing, they're doing this really cool stuff, and I'm just sort of like, I'm missing it. (laughs) I want to go do that. Right. So Hmm. it was really like, you know, that combined with the fact that, you know, I, uh, I really enjoy, um, keeping my hands dirty. Like I Mm -hmm. like getting in, you know, coding and building stuff and working with customers. And I I like, from an agency perspective, you know, one of the things that I, you know, didn't realize how much I would miss, um, until I didn't have it, but was that multi-client environment you know that mm-hmm. definitely adds a lot of stress you know when you're working on you know at organic it was between what hilton and chrysler and nike and mm-hmm. you know all these like big clients and kimberly clark right i mean like these mm-hmm. giant things that you know they don't care at all about the other people right yeah you yeah, need to do yeah. my stuff now right right so i was kind of you know it's like oh well if i was just working on one and these are part and it's like ah you know i i like having you know now at rxa you know, we've got, um, I think we have 35 clients today, mm-hmm. um, and they range, you know, global marketers to, you know, local service center things, and it's mm-hmm. everyone in between, right? Um, and so, you know, that, that part of the excitement of you know, working with um, lots of different customers, being able to solve lots of different problems, um, you know, kind of simultaneously, and then also... Sure. You know, I like, I really like being able to talk to, um, uh, like ESPN, right? They're one of our, um, customers, like being able to talk to them and 
work with them on something and then also talk to um, like Bell Tire, right? They're like a regional (laughs) tire service center, right? And it's like, there's things that, you know, we're, we're helping them optimize their labor and we're helping ESPN optimize customer experience. Seemingly two totally different things, but you know what? There's, there's things that they both could be thinking about that would be helpful. Right. Right. And so being able to kind of cross pollinate, you know, where appropriate um, is, it's just, it's nice to see. And the clients really appreciate that too. Like we're, we're really transparent about, Hey, we're doing this with so-and-so. What do you think? Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, let's talk about your clients and, you know, why do, why do companies or agencies call you? What's the, what's the problem they have that they, they know that they, they need to, they need to call RXA. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different based on the customer. Um, sure. And the need if I'm, if I'm a, and that's really probably more the fact that we're a startup still. You know, we've only been around for a few years now, and so I'm a little bit lacking focus. We could talk about that later. Mm. Um, but the, uh, you know, when when agencies call us, so we do work with a lot of different ad agencies and some some of the larger holding companies, uh, some of their agencies as well. Um, what we're really how we're we're looking to do there is to, is draw out our agency experience and help mm-hmm. them say, hey, you know, we understand that you have multiple customers and you have a thin, probably a thin analytics team that spends most of their time hunting for data, mm-hmm. right? And so what end up happening is a lot of waste, right? Like they're just gathering, 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 and then right before the reports due, it comes together and you hand it over to the directly to the customer, or maybe you get a few minutes to think about it. Right. And so from an agency customer, we're going to focus on, hey, let's help you with some data automation. Let's let machines do all the work, really. And then we're going to put in some um, applied artificial intelligence solutions to help us, you know, whether it's, you know, um, media mix modeling or media attribution or segmentation or or these types of things that we can just plug in and the customers or the agency folks can use. Um we're going to put that in place right now really quickly. And then what that does is it enables their analysts to spend time analyzing and it helps them really shift from that kind of reactive report generation into the proactive, like, Hey, account manager, we're seeing this. Like maybe we should have a conversation with a customer about that. Right. 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 So, and we, uh, we have a bunch of analysts, right? So, you may not necessarily as an agency want to have a full-time data scientist, right? Or have a team of full-time data scientists because you may not need that. Well, we provide that service in sort of like an Mm -hmm. on-demand environment. Right, right. So it's really, you know, helping agencies kind of go from, you know, kind of the old way of doing things in analytics to just overnight have a world-class analytics practice that's, you know, really efficient. Sure. So it's interesting. T- talk a little bit about some of those kind of plug-in products that you have, because you know I know you know that's you know, that can solve, as you said, immediately some some big problems that clients have. Sure. So we do. Um, we have some data visualization software that we use, where that we can help drop in that typically helps solve a lot of problems really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. We do use Domo. It's one of our partners, so I'll give them a plug. I mean, that's really yeah. the are preferred, but we'll, we can help you drop in anything, um, you know, whether it's on that end. And once we have the data platform and the visualization platform in place, that's where now we have all of these 
pre-built um, applications that um, can plug right in. So mm. customer segmentation, um, forecasting, anomaly detection. Um, we, we're doing a ton of work right now, uh, really over the past year, with what we call voice of customer. Mm. So what, what we feel is a little bit unique about our, um, kind of, about our offering is that it's got an open back end. So what that means is we can we collect and we do like social listening. So we're scraping, for lack of a better term, about a billion customer comments every day. Um, mm. And that's like not including Twitter and Facebook. This is from like the broad like news articles, message boards, forums. So you get a real deep understanding of what customers are talking about a brand. Um, mm. We can bring in Twitter and Facebook too, but it just doesn't seem to add um, to the to the mm. conversation. But so you got you ha- you have we have this you know um we have this um platform that we can we collect all this data and then we deploy these um text analytics um algorithms that we've written on top of it and so we we've got things that do like what we call theme detection and categorization and scoring and then we we use like a variety of APIs to do translations and um sentiment analysis and all that so you get a really quick read on what your customers are talking about. But, you know, and this is lots of companies do this um, to that point. Mm. But where we differ is we actually can connect in to not just your social da- listening data, but your call center data, email data, chat, survey, any type of customer um, feedback that you're getting, we bring that in. And then in addition to the comments that we're collecting, we can also bring in, you know, news articles and things like that. So you end up getting this like full view of your mm-hmm. customer experience as told by like, you know, what what your customers are telling you through those channels, what your customers are telling each other through the mm-hmm. forums, and then what, you know, what media is telling your customers. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a good view of that. And then uh, taking it one step further we're going to bring in your business metrics into this right. equation. So we want to see what's your sales, what are your, you know, what are the your KPIs? How do they relate to this data? And how can we use what we're finding in this data to help inform your sales forecast? And then from there, help inform your product mix, your product development, and all of those things. So it becomes sort of like a really, um, a really rich, actionable sure. kind of thing you know, versus some of the other approaches where these things are siloed. Right, right. It helps. It, it puts kind of credibility into the whole the whole ecosystem, and it sort of closes the loop a little bit, right? Well, that yeah, I mean, that's like when we talk about like when customers like come to us. I mean, the <clears throat> the goal here is you, we need people to make decisions differently and better because they're using their data. So. It's not just about like these, when we're helping customers with it, it's, you know, and this is something that's just that like when you're putting in an analytics solution, you got to begin with like the first question is why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like what are, what are we trying to solve for differently? What's the business objective of this exercise and how are we going to measure that? So we have a really clear, I'm doing this because I'm going to get X and here's the business value. Like if I do this, this is worth $30 million to me or whatever that number is, right? 
So that's the starting point. Then everything gets everything needs to align to making better decisions to drive this business objective. Right. 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 And and I I would assume at some point some of the feedback gets back into you know, messaging and, um, just, you know, how and, and, and branding for the, for the companies as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you get into things, you know, <clears throat> part of our, um, just kind of one of the standard things we look at is sort of, um, the relationship between things that we're seeing in the customer conversation that can right. inform, um, you know, messaging. So one example, we are looking at a data for an auto company, um, and, uh, you know, we looked at a whole myriad of different types of things people were talking about. And we found that uh, with quality, when people talked about this brand and quality, uh, it was negative, hmm. right? And so, but then we found that people talked about this brand and styling, overall, it's positive. And then when we looked at when people talk about styling and quality together, it actually becomes pot like on average it's positive. So then what we're able to determine is, Hey, great. If you want to try to beef up quality, you can actually do so by pairing that with a styling message because there's enough power in styling that actually, uh, lifts the, uh, positive sentiment around your, around quality. So these are the things that we can deploy. And these are, it's, it's super powerful and it's fast. I mean, we can, you know, we can, put that together for a brand and have it live within like a day. Right. Sometimes right. even a couple hours. Oh, wow. So all on our own know, data. All, all with your own stuff. So, you know, you talk about kind of big brands and millions of impressions and, you know, is there any, any slice of this, which is kind of available or um, accessible on a small scale to like small and mid-sized companies and, and agencies? A lot of our, a lot of our, uh, our audience and, um, and uh, kind of listeners are, you know, kind of in the small, mid-size range. You know, what can they do? What can, how can they take advantage of of, sure. of kind of some of this um, kind of AI, big data, uh, machine learning? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, one of our very first, um, one of the very first companies we worked with was a 13-person ad agency. Huh. And, you know, that's really where, you know, <clears throat> we... Um, kind of where we shine when you're talking about that mid-level and smaller is that we can, you can have access to, you, you can have access to world-class, I guess I'm totally biased, but <laughs> world-class analytics. That's fair. Um, you can go ahead. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Friends here. Um, overnight, right? Like you don't have to have, uh, like you don't have to invest, you know, a half a million or more in a, big data environment and hire a team of data scientists and analysts and things. I mean, that's where an agency is going to fall into trouble is that smaller agency isn't going to be able to have, um, you know, a a business analyst, a data scientist, a data engineer, you know, each of these different roles, right? Like in a visualization expert, like there's all these different roles um, that you kind of need to have. And if you try to hire someone who's a jack of all trades, um, you know, they're out there, but I've, you're going to, it's not going to be as efficient, right? Sure. So where we come in is like, oh, great news. You need, you know, let's say you have 10, you know, 10 clients that you want to put on a reporting platform. Great. You can get that with fractional data scientist people because we're going to, you know, we have the full stack of folks. So right. 
When it's time for the ETL development, cool, data engineer, have at it. When that's over, great. Okay, we just plug and play in with business analyst or visualization person or that storyteller role where we have account managers that will then help translate this to your account team, right? Mm. So it's, it's, you know, it's whatever, you know, whatever's needed there is, is it's sort of like we can scale up or down. I know we're right. talking to another, we're talking to an agency that um, I think they got 17 people that are out of Ohio. And uh, it's a, and actually it's an ex Beyond Interactive person who reached oh. out to me last right. week. Um, and uh, yeah, and they're, you know, they've got some customers who, they actually, they're really small. And it's like, yeah, we don't have any hours to do any analysis, but they need to know what's going on. So we just want automated report mm. for those. Like, yeah, that's not a problem. So yeah. put in the system and it just auto emails a report out oh. once a month. Yeah. Done. So you're, it's it's almost as if, you know, you can, you, you provide, I try to make it simple in my little head, but, you know, it's like big data in a box, you know, one, mm-hmm. you know, one call and we can kind of drop a big data, um, analytics team you know at your disposal yeah yeah it's on demand on demand you know big data services for agencies i mean we most of our company uh most of our exec comes from an agency background so Mm -hmm. you know we uh we understand the uniqueness of it and uh, we like it yeah yeah (laughs) right so when you when you dig into a client you know, are, are you know? I'm, I guess looking for generalities, if there are any across your client base or your agency base, it's like what surprises you? Are you are you are you shocked? Does anything kind of shock you anymore with kind of the handling and the manipulation and the collection of data? Well, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I think it's it's really it's neat to see just how different every company we work with is, huh. and then finding patterns, right? So it's, you know, they've got like, you know, it's honest, it's really kind of thinking about, I haven't really quite thought about it this way, but like our agency customers are actually the most homogeneous. They all, they actually face similar problems um, in terms of data collection and it's messy and half of it's in Excel and there was another agency in there before and so data's missing and, you know, or, you know, they've got some clients are happy and some clients are not happy and then how do we make the happy ones grow and how do we re- help them retain the unhappy customers like that's actually a yeah. fairly you know it's, it's you know the somewhat you know familiar when we go that but when we look at like we work at we work with a couple of um really big global pharmaceutical companies um and we're helping them um with a variety of things but we're helping both of them with some social media work um and analytics around that and just the uh they could not be more different yeah. On the surface, they're doing the same thing, you know. Um, but I mean, you know, one company's you know run out of the U.S., the other one's run out of uh, Basel, Switzerland, <laughs> and I mean, it's just night and day. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just completely night and day. So it's interesting to see that, like you know, within and we we see that with um, you know some because we work with a couple different customers across a couple different verticals, right? And so within the vertical, just how different and how like we were on a call with uh, I was on a call with AutoZone. <laughs> earlier this week and you know we're showing them you know showing them some stuff you know hoping Mm -hmm. you know seeing what could you know just like kind of an introduction call and they they are smart like they Uh have like they're doing the right stuff and i'm sort of like 
yeah, we could help, but you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> you <laughs> right, know? Right. So it's sort of like, you know, you go into these things with some level of like, oh, well, I've talked to, you know, so I, we, we do work in this industry. I've talked to several different companies. We have several customers in this industry. And then you, you know, so you come in with some preconceived notions and then all sure. of a sudden you just kind of get hit with some guy asking you about heteroscedasticity in an intro call. I'm like, oh, what? you know so it's like oh okay um you know these are like i better lean into this call (laughs) right right it's like john are you john you need to join this call (laughs) way over my head um so no it's yeah i mean that's you know it's interesting to see i think now um what i'm seeing in terms of competition it's Mm -hmm. really coming from you know organizations want to develop and own this capability Mm in-house and you know, we do, we, we practice a lot of transparency and, you know, we're, everything we set up is designed for our customers to take over. Mm -hmm. Um, so the level of sophistication that we're seeing, you know, with the customers, it's, it's advancing really fast. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as an agency, you know, I'd be, it's, I don't know. I mean, like the, the clients are all, they all know, like they know they need to be investing in, in data and analytics because they're the ones who are going to get a massive return to that sure. investment. Sure. Right. So sure. it's just the pace that they're gaining this capability across the board, I think really is, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. So for, for some of those, those companies and agencies that are maybe a little bit behind the curve or, you know, they're, they're kind of early stages of this. Are there any, any kind of essential data analytics kind of hygiene tips that you'd offer, you know, what, what should they do? What should they stay away from? Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different choices they're going to make, uh, when they go down this path. Um, I think, you know, number one, it's, it's adhering to the rigor up front of understanding like why we're doing analytics. Cause Mm. we do see a lot of times we come in after, um, one of our bigger competitors, uh, um, you may have heard of them. They're the IBM Watson thing. I don't know if you've heard uh, of that. Um, uh, yeah. so we, we, we run into them out there, right? And, uh, and, uh, you know, they have some great technology and, you know, obviously they're a thousand times bigger than we are, but we do run in frequently to company made large investment here and then they're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. Like that happens a lot. And so that the reason that happens is because you don't invest in data and analytics to build a giant data environment. Like mm-hmm. you build in data and analytics because you want to figure out where that, where you should spend that next half a million dollars. Right. And you know, how you're going to reach your customers better or how are you going to retain your customers, things like that. And so making sure that whenever you go down these analytics paths, you, you're front and center the yeah. business objective, right? Mm-hmm. The infrastructure, all that stuff comes second. Everything's mm-hmm. about business questions. How am I going to help my client? You know, or how, how am I, if I am the client, like how am I going to be, you know, able to make better decisions and what are those sure. decisions and how am I going to measure it? It's just the real basics sure. um, that are so important. Right. Right. So, you know, you know before you start investing, you got to really sit down and ask, ask the questions. I like your, 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 your comment about ask ask the why question why are we doing this that's really right. interesting yeah yeah so um, yeah 
Yeah, right. It's it's missed, and you know, people get you know all super excited about you know big data, and that's sort of a it's sort of a meme now. Just this notion of big data, because um, yeah, it's it it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, so you know, people people get all excited about just I'm doing big data, or I'm collecting data, but you know, what are you going to do with it? And, and the most important thing, and kind of you know, I know. Um, you know, you know, I've had the experience with you and your team, and it's like it's the people that are looking at the data and making recommendations and pulling insights and telling you what you should do. That's almost more important than the the the, the infrastructure. I mean, you guys did it with, you know, Excel worksheets and pivot tables for God's sakes, but right. you did it successfully. <clears throat> so, what goes? You know, is kind of wrapping up. I want to respect your time a little bit, but you know, as we're wrapping up, you know. Wh- what what makes a good data person? Well, you know, you know, what you know what makes what makes Jason Harper tick? You know, what what makes John Prentner, your partner at RxA, tick? I mean, how do you what what should people look for in a, in a good kind of analytics mind? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, Jonathan's I think the, a great example of this, and just generally speaking, when you're hiring and you know trying to build a build your analytics capability it's attitude so the attitude of the people you bring in so important and you know for us it's always been you know myself it's always been hire for attitude train for skill i mean these people have um you know we we can find people who know how to code in any one of these environments and we can find folks who understand statistics and machine learning techniques and things but this space is evolving so fast Mm. that it's really that you need to number one, like you know, be curious and mm. nice to work with, yeah. right? Like those right. are the two things because, like, no matter what expertise you have, it's not going to be helpful if others around you can't access that and you can't plug in your expertise into something else because this world of data science is so interdependent and yeah. there's so many different things. Whether you're using, you know, and AWS environment and you've got that like or you're using Snowflake or uh, H2O.AI needs to intersect with it. It's like a whole, there's like all these things, right, that need to come together. And, you know, being the, you know, the super Python wizard uh, isn't going to help you if you're not willing to, you know, play nice in the sandbox with everyone around you. And you should run into that. I mean, we're a bunch of math nerds, you know, (laughs) like I, that's, you know, I'm fairly introverted math nerd at heart. And when that comes out, like, I just want to go sit in the corner and read, you know, it's like, (laughs) you gotta like, you know, find the people who are willing to work together. And it's a real fun space. And we do see, I mean, like there's so much activity here. It's, it's, the, the folks that are coming in, the new folks, like I said, like I'm, you know, part of my inspiration was seeing some of the, the new crop of bright young data scientists out sure. there and you know it's great to see but yeah, yeah. that that's where yeah. i start yeah yeah i mean you know to your point you know being a jerk doesn't help you you know and when we look back on you know when we look back on you know our time together back in the organic days it's you know the 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 team that we had was you know we liked each other we worked well together there were no jerks among us and you know it you know, we did great things. And, you know, I think that, you know, adding one jerk to the mix can, can really, really spoil things. 
Yeah, well, trust. I mean, it's just like anything, right? Just just basics, right? Like if we yep. have trust, you can do a lot, right? Yep. And you you want to make sure that there's trust not just within the data science team, but how that data science team interacts with, <clears throat> you know, especially like, you know, we see, oh, I, so we do see the trust between the data scientist and the account person, right? Because mm. that being, you know, you know, especially like, you know, we, we do a lot of work. We work with some agency partners and we we help them pitch, right? And yep. so making sure that, you know, like we're there knowing that, hey, we got to close this deal, right? Like we, we want we want to build trust with the customer and like we are there to back up, you know, the account person, right? Mm-hmm. And like we, and, you know, you, you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you want your data scientist front and center because it's typically a, you know, a nice showcase piece and required in a lot of these engagements, right? Like a good data science effort. And so, you know, having that, you know, trusting relationship there mm-hmm. is really important, you yeah. know, especially because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want them to say something that would tank a, uh, tank a discussion. Oh, sure. Happen. Yeah. 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 That's all that that's where things go south. So, um, well, you know, thank you, Jason, for, for spending time with us. I, we, you know, what you guys have built over there at RxA is really impressive and, and exciting. You know, this notion of kind of, you know, on-demand data scientists and, a, you know, analytics team, you know, it's, it's, it's a great idea for, you know, both big companies and agencies and small and mid-sized companies and agencies who, you know, know they need this and just can't, can't figure out if they should hire this one guy or this one gal but it's it's you've kind of made a created a way for them to kind of have it all, so it's going to be really exciting to, to kind of see how you guys do. So tell us how can how can people find uh, out more about you and RxA and get in touch if they're looking for it. Sure. Well, you can uh, you can drop me an email, Jason at rxa.io. Uh, you can visit our website. It's rxa.io. Um, you know, we're out there. We're going to be at uh, Domo Palooza sponsoring that, oh, which right is on. coming up in middle of March. So we'll have a booth there. Come check us that? out. Uh, that's part in of Salt that? Lake City. Okay, right on. Okay. Yep, Salt Lake City. It's uh, March 22nd, I want to say, and we'll have a, we got a big presentation that Jonathan's giving talking all about machine learning and artificial intelligence stuff. Okay. Um, so definitely check us out there. Right on. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put a, link to that in the show notes so folks can can go right to that so excellent well uh thank you jason and uh thanks everyone for listening if you like the performance delivered podcast please subscribe at leave us a review on itunes or your favorite podcast application if you want to find more find out more about symphonic digital you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on twitter at at symphonic hq thanks again and see you next time Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.